Welcome to the Steve Wilkowski Podcast for another week. My name is Steve. Um, today on the show, I'm mostly going to be talking about television. A lot's happening, and I just wanted to give my opinion on it, especially with Game of Thrones coming back, and uh, Nurse Jackie, and uh, Madman, and a bunch of other shows. So I'm going to be talking about those and a bunch of other things. So please stay tuned. Don't forget you can contact me in many ways. You can head on over to my website, stevelkoskiproductions.com. You can send me a tweet at twitscubasteve, or send an email to podcast at stevelkoskiproductions.com. This podcast is proud to be a part of the Blueberry Network. Find freshly picked podcasts just for you at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry, no ease.com. At Stitcher, we're reimagining talk radio and defining a new way of listening. It's something we call smart radio, and it makes connecting with your favorite programming and staying informed or entertained easier than ever before. With Stitcher's free mobile app, you can stream all your favorite podcasts and radio shows to your smartphone without downloading or syncing. To find something to listen to, you can browse our topic stations to find one of our more than 6,000 on-demand shows on anything that interests you. Pick shows from hundreds of premier sources like NPR, the BBC, and CNN, or simply search for a specific personality, source, or topic of interest. Just tap any show to play the latest episode on demand. Once you've found your favorite shows, Stitcher makes it easy for you to keep up with your favorite programs and discover new ones. Start stitching together a custom station to fit your interests and your life. Stitcher keeps your stations up to date with the latest episodes so you can stay connected whenever you want. With listeners listening for millions of hours each month, we're getting smarter about helping you discover new shows and episodes you might be interested in. Recommendations based on what other listeners also like is just one of the many ways we're planning to help you explore the world beyond music. Stitcher is the best way to stay connected with what interests you while you're on the go. Whether it's the latest news, the radio station from home, or your favorite podcasts, Stitcher puts it at your fingertips. All you have to do is press play. Sorry about that, my uh, voice was a bit cracking there. But um, as I was saying, yes, Game of Thrones is uh, coming back. I cannot wait. March 31st in America, or April 1st, April Fool's Day here in Australia. On Showcase, I believe it's on. It's it's going to have an express screening here in Australia on uh, April 1st at 
4 p.m. and then the prime time at 8:30. So we are going to begin at about oh, three to five hours after America. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones is coming back. I cannot wait. I really probably should start reading the books. I just have too many other books that I uh, have got to start reading. Well, I am actually currently reading Drive. You know, from the uh, what the Drive movie is based on, you know, starring Ryan Gosling, Ron Perlman, Brian Cranston, Albert Brooks. And uh, that book is actually really crazy. The book actually starts off with the death of Christina Hendricks' character. Her name is escaping me right now. Where is the book, actually? Um, hold on a second. I cannot exactly remember her name. Uh, hold on a second. Let me just... Let me just have a look here um oh blanche that's right <laughs> i didn't even need to go that far blanche is her name the if you haven't seen the movie spoiler alert but um the book starts off with when she gets killed and driver is in the the uh motel hiding from the people that are trying to get them for uh, robbing the the uh pawn shop but um <laughs> yeah drive i also have uh a couple of others that i would like to get to as i also have the uh, lord of the rings books to get through Game of Thrones, I have The Masters of Doom, I have Drive, I have Driven. The only one of my books I have actually really finished is Booker T's book, uh, From Prison to Praise, which is pretty good. But then I also have a bunch of video games to get through, uh, Hitman, Tomb Raider. Nearly finished Tomb Raider, but um, I am going to have to get through those eventually. I just have too too many, too much to get through. I just uh, really don't have the time at the moment, and I still have interviews to cut, and uh, my work, and then uh, my work real life besides the podcast but there is always time for that always time but um anyway on to the show and uh to get things started here is the new well the full actually game of thrones trailer to get ready for the third season it's been a long time my old friend Death is coming for everyone and everything. A darkness that will swallow the dawn. Show them how it feels to lose what they love. I'm going to light the biggest fire the North has ever seen! Everyone is mine to torment. There's a beast in every man, and it stirs when you put a sword in his hand. The revenge you want will be yours in time. Pretty much two weeks. It's, uh, yeah, 23rd, 30th, uh, 31st, and, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Two weeks to Game of Thrones. Oh, the hype is there. It's gonna be amazing. I cannot wait. I want it right now, but, uh, I guess it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Because people are jerks. Well, HBO are jerks, unless someone, you know, releases it on the internet. Which I doubt that's going to happen, unfortunately. But hey. Um, also on the show, let's have a look here. It's been announced that the uh, eighth season of Dexter is going to be the last. And I think that is a good thing because, well, let's all face it. Dexter has gone on way longer than it should have. They probably should have ended it season six, maybe even season five. Because, well, we know how season uh, five and six went. They weren't the most well-received don't get me wrong, Michael C. Hall is amazing. Great actor. 
he should uh, probably move to movies once he's done with Dexter. Yeah, the uh, Les Moon Moonves. It's kind of that's his real name, Les Moon Moonves maybe Moonves, who is the uh, CEO of Showtime's sister network CBS. Told the Wall Street Conference, we have uh, Ray Donovan coming on with Liv Schreiber, which comes on with Dexter's last season starting in June, and then we have Masters of Sex. So I'm guessing he accidentally let slip that uh, this season of Dexter is the last one. A lot of people have pretty much predicted that anyway, when even the creators and uh, a couple of the stars were saying that it was only meant to go for eight seasons. But who knows? Showtime may extend it to nine or ten or uh, eleven or twelve. Who knows? They can do that. It's uh, it's all about the money and the ratings. It's, it still rates pretty well and obviously brings in a lot of money, otherwise it wouldn't have lasted eight seasons. But I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But until then, I like Dexter. It's a good show. But it has gone on way, way, way too long. Definitely way too long. Also coming up is the new season of Mad Men. It's coming out April 7th, I think, maybe? Around there in America on AMC. It's the actual same day as WrestleMania, so it's going to be awesome. You get WrestleMania and then you get the return of Mad Men. And Nurse Jackie and a bunch of others. Game of Thrones. And, uh, but um, <laughs> as I was saying, Mad Men. And they released a new promo. There isn't really much going on in it. But let's have a listen anyway. All of that is available on the AMC website, amc.com slash madman or, uh, you know, whatever, Google Madman season six promo. And you can pretty much find it there. On to the uh, next television. As I said, this is a big orientated uh, television episode of the podcast. That Madman uh, video didn't really do justice at all, actually, for the uh, listeners. So sorry about that. And uh, let's see the... What else can I talk about here? Let me have a look. Um, internet trolls where do we begin with these people they um actually hold on a second I want to see if I can find this video because you'll probably get sick of my voice but um Tristan Barker a man branded an internet troll has seen his Face Beef Group tricked Today Tonight into interviewing one of the followers who told the show she had been a victim of his cyberbullying David Eccleston, who is a reporter for Today Tonight, interviewed Barker, uh, Barker sorry, in New Zealand about his online abuse, which has seen him attract national headlines. During the story, Eccleston spoke with Jasmine Frost, who told him she had been subjected to Barker's online bullying, bullying sorry, and targeting by his face beef group. Now, um, I have fi- found, <laughs> find out, Jason, all over words today. I have found the video and it goes for eight minutes. But first, to the internet's biggest bully, a thug with 300,000 followers who hang off his every word. His name is Tristan Barker. He's an Australian wanted by Victoria Police. And after our run-in with him, he was arrested by another police force. David Eccleston takes up the story. We tracked down Tristan Barker in New Zealand and this is what happened. Don't touch me, So what do we know about this guy in the silly uniform? 
He's been labelled Australia's biggest internet troll, an online predator, deliberately provocative and wanted for questioning by Victorian police. You really can't go back to Melbourne, can you? I can. I've been there this year already. Safe behind his computer, no one escapes his ridicule. From Jews and Muslims, murder victims and their grieving families, much of what he says, particularly about women, is too tasteless to put to air. He said you're a ugly mole who has a low-life job. It's going nowhere. Um, you might as well just kill yourself now. Reality is, he lives with his mum and dad here in Rotorua, New Zealand, and works for his father's music lesson studio. The internet troll agreed to be interviewed for today tonight. So began the circus act. You've got, I'll just let you do your stick for and then when you're serious about having a chat, we'll have a chat. Do I not look serious to you? So what is it do you think that people like about you? Why do they follow you um, on Facebook? They probably like me because I don't have strings attached, because I'm willing to say what I want, unlike people like you. You don't really bother me with anything other than this, uh, this current shtick you've got. It's a lot of confidence for a little man that's clearly bleeding insecurity right now. OK. And you're 18, right? Um, I can be whatever age you want me to be, boss. OK, so... Um, Let's go through some of, the, some of the comments you've made about people then. Okay. Yep, um, the ones that have been misconstrued by the media. We'll let you be the judge. I don't care. No one should care. It's no one's business. If He's ran in the aftermath of the Colorado cinema tragedy last year, where a gunman opened fire at a late-night screening of Batman, killing 12 and injuring dozens. I don't give a flying about the victims. I don't give a about their families. Then there was the 16-year-old cyberbullying victim, Amanda Todd, who committed suicide. She's managed to harness the sympathy of all worldwide internet users by making a sad flashcard video on YouTube complaining about how she was bullied. Now, like any attention-seeking young girl, she does a brilliant job of playing the victim. What did you call her? I said she was a histrionic slut, if I uh, recall correctly. Right. And why would you say that? Because she was a histrionic slut. Oh, you knew her, did you? Um, I didn't know her personally. But what about the family that's grieving? I haven't said a word about their family. No, no what would they think about your comments? Oh, they'd probably be upset. It was a moment the nation united in an outpouring of support to mourn murdered Melbourne woman Jill Maher. 3,000 kilometres away, hiding behind his computer, Tristan Barker poked fun at those who marched in her honour. I said to the people who were mourning her death, do you care about, cry over and mourn over every single rape, abduction and murder or just the ones that the media pushes down your throat? But what about the family of Jill? I never said anything about her family. The family can feel free to grieve over her because it's her family. The whole city of Melbourne doesn't feel, you know, they're not really entitled to talking about how much they miss Jill Mega when they never knew her in person, but really they're going to do that because like you and this cameraman right here and this here are going to say, oh, well, she died, it's sad, let's put it on the news. It really gets to that point where it's just unbearable. Jasmine Frost became a bullying victim of Tristan Barker after she stood up to one of his vile attacks on a young girl online. Every day when I woke up, I would think about it. I would wonder if it would end today or if it would go on tomorrow and if I would have to move or possibly even change my name. 
the cyber bully found her personal details, her phone number, her address and encouraged his loyal followers to bombard her with hateful messages and mail to her home. I received lots of pictures of penises of the fans, I believe, who follow his page. I received a pornographic image with my face photoshopped onto the female stars. What do you think your father would think about you doing this? Um, he supports it. He's a respected uh, drummer from Split Ends and the John Butler Trio. What would he think about his son acting in this way? Uh, acting in what way? Well, this, this sort of circus that you're doing. Circus? You're calling, you are calling Nazis a circus? You think Nazis are clowns? You think this is a joke? You think Hitler is a joke, little man? You think it's a joke? Six million people died, little man. Answer the you question. You called the Holocaust a joke. This guy called the Holocaust a joke. Look at this. Okay, answer the question. What do you think your father thinks about this? About what? The circus or you, the Holocaust? You, just you in general, your, your behaviour. in general. He'd think I'm probably his son. No, answer um, the question. Do you think he'd be proud of you? Yes, he's very proud of me. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I'll just right. do that. Travis. Right. <laughs> have a, do you mind if we have a quick chat to you about your son, Tristan, just yeah. before you go on stage, ask now a few questions? Now it's not a good time because I'm at work. Michael Barker flew into the country on the weekend to play at a music festival in Adelaide. He wants us to focus on his music, yet it's his support for his son's behaviour that's getting more attention. Michael Barker, I think, has got a lot to answer for. He's clearly aware of what his son's doing. We've put it to his attention. It's been across the news media for the last two weeks. Uh, yet he's encouraging it. News Limited investigations journalist Jonathan Marshall secretly filmed Tristan's parents at their home. You'd expect him to protect his son, but not to be seen to endorse his views. Asked about the Amanda Todd suicide, where his son labelled her an attention-seeking whore, Michael Barker said this. Um, an attention whore who deserved what she got for playing the victim. And that's the other sad thing about this case, is that they're both proud of each other. It appears Tristan Barker's fantasy world is about to face a reality check. He is under investigation from Victoria Police over claims he stalked online Melbourne business owner Melissa Meats. It's also alleged the cyber predator and his followers threatened to rape her. I think they're deplorable and I think sadly the internet gives rise to these sort of people. Without the internet these people would be no one. Cyberbullying expert and former policewoman Susan McLean believes it's only a matter of time before Tristan Barker's online antics catch up with him. By mocking the people that, that are dead, that would be upsetting the family, yes? Oh, so, OK. Oh, mocking the people that are dead is going to upset the family. But here's Sorry. this f mocking me and I'm going to be dead within 48 hours. I, I, so I'd I like forgot. to pause on that moment. Don't touch me, f Don't lay your hands on me, that's Assault, mate. Okay. You Did got that, that on camera. Get okay, your let's hand go. off me. We're going. True to form, his mates didn't see a thing, but our camera certainly did. You think that's okay? I didn't see it, to be honest. Well, we did. I think it's okay. okay. You think I have anything to worry about and I'm going to be dead in 48 hours? Okay, we're going. <laughs> you sure are, you little... He wasn't done. Intent on having another crack, he gets between us and our vehicle. Cameraman David Flynn watched on in disbelief as we tried to leave. As soon as we put the camera on the ground um, uh, after the interview, um, Tristan looked over us and said, oh, you're not filming. And at that point was when he ran in with a closed fist and clobbered David in the back of the head. The camera's off and then he's just clock clocked me in the back of the head. He thinks it's a big joke. Tristan Barker was charged with assault. Today, he faced court.
For someone who freely gives out other people's personal information, he pleaded with the court to keep his identity a secret. I want to share my story about what happened to me because I, I just hope that if, if the word gets out that something can be done and that he can be stopped and that his, his followers, his mindless followers will be discouraged from pursuing in the hateful path that they take. I mean, it's just like anything. If you sit in silence, nothing's going to be done. And it's worth noting that this isn't Barker's first offence. Under New Zealand law, he faces a maximum 12-month jail term if found guilty. It's a crazy video. I had to play the whole thing. It went on for like a little bit of eight minutes. So please bear with me. And I hope you did listen to the whole thing because it was kind of crazy. But um, the woman, well, the girl in that video is actually a troll herself. And she was actually in on, well... Her part of it, I guess. Last night in our story on Tristan Barker, the internet bully, we featured a young woman who claimed to have been bullied by him. This was wrong. The young woman, as it turns out, is an attention seeker with a history of making up stories. It's not the first time she has deceived the media. She uses false identities and we understand that she's friendly with Barker. Clearly, the young woman has a lot of time on her hands and the less said, the better. Yeah, and I highly suggest going and checking out that video because it's kind of crazy. And that guy has been a complete fuckwit wearing a Hitler outfit and he hits the reporter for no reason. He's just being a fucking moron. And that's not trolling. He's just a dickhead. On to the next thing. Uh, Big news this week actually for Veronica Mars fans and fans of... They actually released a video for their Kickstarter that Veronica Mars has actually been... Funded by the fans, it reached its $2 million goal. Shitloads of backers, a lot of people, and before that, they actually did release a video for it. (laughs) Oh, wow. KB! Ryan. Hmm. What are you doing here? I took away your key. Doggy door. I have a corgi. Yes, and I had to dislocate my shoulder to wipe myself. <laughs> this is hilarious. Hey, when are we going to do this whole Veronica Mars movie, huh? I don't know. You got a couple of million dollars lying around? What? Hey, I'm not the one with the one in Rome fuck you money. All right? It's unlocked. Oh, good. She's up. Really? This is how we're starting our day now? You know, as a rule... I like to start every day with a hot blonde waiting for me in the parking lot. No reenactments. And no catchphrasing. And no smoldering. Gold. Your gold. America's sweetheart. Bear claw? Those are huge. Never underestimate. Please don't. The size of my bear claws. Never get told. You asked her about the movie? I did. She sent me cash. Uh, Veronica, honey, can I see you in the kitchen? Rico? Veronica, I thought I made it clear that I don't care for either of those boys. Rico, this show's over. We've been off the air for years now. Up. 
becoming a woman right before my eyes. Oh, you got him to Rico. Eight years without breaking character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear that on Flashpoint, he plays a SWAT commander as Keith Mars playing the SWAT commander. Uh. Rico, sit down. Sure, they were idiots, but they were my idiots. We'd been in the trenches together. KB, shh. Turn her monologue. <sighs> right. Still, as I looked at them lined up on my couch, I couldn't help thinking, does the lack of diversity reflect badly on Kristen Bell, the actress? Okay, boys. We all want to make the movie. The question is, how? I think we should ask Rob. I don't know. He's been pretty useless on this front. No, I think Ryan's right. We should. Rob will know what to do. <laughs> Fine. Any suggestions, Rob? Well, actually, I, I do have a few ideas. I say we have the fans fund the movie. We could offer all sorts of cool rewards to people who donate. Things like signed movie posters or tickets to the premiere or even an associate producer credit. I mean, imagine the possibilities. I could record outgoing voicemail messages for fans who donate. I mean, yeah, they'd have to be tasteful. I'm not the same girl who did Pootie Tang. And at a hundred grand each, I'd only need to do 20. I give great back rubs. My front rubs aren't bad either. An associate producer credit. Does that mean some Yahoo with a checkbook's gonna show up on set and tell me I need to smile more? Mars investigation pens, Mars investigation calendars. Get the name really out there. Stop it, Colin. Tony, you're an actor. Keith Mars is a fictional character, a passing thought in Rob Thomas's head. Rob is a friend. I don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. There's got to be some way to write Amanda Seyfried into the movie. I mean, there's dead dead, and then there's TV dead. Seriously, Marshmallows, this is it. This is our chance to make the Veronica Mars movie happen. If we reach our fundraising goal, we'll shoot the movie this summer. But when we hit the magic number, don't stop donating. That extra cash will be our car chase and nudity fund. They'll be brooding in more exotic and expensive locations. In space, perhaps. So check out the cool as hell list of rewards and donate now. In addition to making the Veronica Mars movie happen, you will also be part of the largest Kickstarter project of all time in the entire universe. See you at the premiere party. And that's pretty much it for this week. That was the Veronica Mars video. You can go Google Veronica Mars movie and find the video, watch it, give to the Kickstarter, follow Kristen Bell on Twitter, follow Rob Thomas on Twitter, and a bunch of other people. But hey, that's it for this week. Don't forget you can contact me at podcast at stevelkoskiproductions.com. Twitter me at twitscubasteve. You can also just search me in the iTunes Music Store for Steve Lukoski. And you will find my other stuff in the iTunes Music Store. My Steve Lukoski podcast, obviously. Russell Chan, Reviewing with Steve and Saturday Night Live, my weekly radio show. Taking us out this week is Rocka Rocka Ali's Weave Drive Drunk, which is a parody of Funds We Are Young. You can find Rocka Rocka Ali at rockersworld.com, at Rocka Rocka Ali on Twitter. Excuse me, please get out my way. Driving me a little drunk. Buzz driving is drunk driving, so might as well get really crunk. I had a fifth to pop off, and I topped it off with a little yay. I had a margarita, and licked all the salt off, which is gay. I had me a couple pints of Capimo. Ain't hardly feeling nothing. 
chug it down I can't see the road Chug it down, I can't see the road